I mean, yeah. to to uh, to be fair, Big Black's version of the model slays. Yeah, and to be fair, it also doesn't sound anything like a Kraftwerk song. No, it I sounds think the model like a is Big the, Black song. <laughs> yeah, the furthest. Actually, it's so strange because I think the Man Machine, that record is the closest to like a pop record that they made. Mm-hmm. Like people know the robots and they know the model and they know neon lights. Like all of those are almost pop songs, even though, mm-hmm. I mean, they're between six and nine minutes long. Right. So not real pop songs, but they're poppy. I mean, right. compared to the other stuff. And so that record always is like, to me, I don't know. It's really good, of course, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really like being able to sing along with craft work. I more <laughs> would rather just have information being fed to me by uh, a robot, robot voice. voice. Welcome to Accelerative Thrust. I'm Dan, and I'm Eric. And today we're going to review records. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Big time. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about bullshit. About bullshit? That or ever or are we just going to bullshit? <laughs> well, we're going to do both. We're going to talk about oh. bullshit. All right. And then we're also going to bullshit. How's that sound? That sounds great. Awesome. Uh, it is yeah. November 1st. Although when you it hear is. this, it's not going to be November 1st. It's going It'll to be still be 3rd. after Halloween, which means... Life's kind of pointless for about another year. <laughs> you know what that you know what you know what that means? That means tomorrow's election day. Yeah. So vote for me if you guys want. Just I, there, there's a blank space where you can put like candidates that aren't on the ballot, you know. Oh, I thought you said erection day. I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> well, I was like, wait, I can write Dan's <laughs> name on it? An <laughs> erection, an erection okay. ballot? They actually give yeah. out erection ballots. They do. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I that's, vote that's no. That's insane. <laughs> vote no on yeah. donor. <laughs> I would say leave my name out of it if that's the case. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So. Before mm-hmm. we get, get see, there's the bullshit right there. Yeah, uh, that's a be, be, grade A prime U.S. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Medium rare. Mm. So before we get going on more bullshit, I just want to remind all of you that you can find us to listen to on Transistor, Content Made Right, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and YouTube. And at some point, I think we're going to be on Apple. Yeah, uh, do you know if that's happened yet? They still haven't um, approved us. Okay, the fruit they, doesn't like us. The fruit company hates us. Yeah, I think it's because we cuss too much. No. Oh, is that it? No. <laughs> I don't think Apple, so. Because you know, Apple censors everything that is vulgar. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Oh yeah, we got Instagram and Facebook pages. How about mm-hmm. that? Now, if you would like to um, comment or send us a message on any of our posts, you know, you can send suggestions for reviews, bands to cover, interviews, upcoming local shows. And of course, by local shows, I mean, Iowa, Illinois, Um, stuff we do wrong or stuff we do right or just bullshit. 
you can you can send us bullshit if you'd like because yeah, we like you bullshit. could ask us to um review bullshit yeah. cover some uh local bullshit your bullshit yeah yeah um, really pretty much anything in the yeah quad city eastern iowa mostly but all of iowa any bullshit um yes yeah just yeah just let us know let us know and uh yeah uh, oh speaking of which though uh we are going to be having a hair metal episode coming up uh just to let everyone know episode 50 the 50th uh episode of the accelerative thrust and uh if you guys want to want us to review a certain hair metal album uh let us know man otherwise we're just gonna pick them ourselves yeah and you guys will be stuck with that yeah, and if you um, about that, yeah, <laughs> Jeez, nice threat, bro. <laughs> and then you'll be fucking sorry, um, you guys. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, if you have like a a favorite hair metal group or you know mid eighties hard rock, I guess we're probably talking about too. So if you have a place in your heart for some uh, hair metal band, let us know, and we'll 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 talk about it and listen to it. So that sounds fantastic. Uh, all right. So now on to some news. Mm. Uh, so check this out. Cocaine hippos. Wait, I, what'd I, you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh call my, our listeners that. God, <laughs> you cocaine hippos. Um, <laughs> now I almost feel like I don't even have to follow anything up. I could just leave it at that, but I don't know. I kind of feel obligated now. I mean, I'm curious. Uh, it could be the cocaine, cocaine talking, hippos. but it could very well be. Um, owned by Pablo Escobar, are oh. legally recognized as people. So, according to reports, the U.S. District Court in the Southern District of Ohio has legally recognized the cocaine hippos, once owned by Pablo Escobar. They were reportedly brought to Colombia for a private zoo he once had in the 1980s, and there were allegedly four hippos at the time. The animals in Escobar's private zoo were taken to zoos where they could be taken care of following his death in 93. Mm -hmm. But the four hippos remained in Colombia because they were too heavy to be transported. Hmm. And yeah, so now they're legally recognized as people. What does that mean? Hold on, let me see. That they if look I like can people? read this even <laughs> further. Yeah, yeah, because they like they walk and everything and on talk their hind legs, all this stuff. Do massive so amounts hippie, of blow. Yeah, you know what I think would be funnier is if it was cocaine hippies. I don't know. I you know, maybe, maybe that's hippies. what they meant. Maybe <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that was a maybe that was a mess up on their part on oh, the yeah, article. Typo. Maybe they meant cocaine yeah. hippies. Yeah, like so. That's why they're being recognized as people because they're actually, yeah. (laughs) We're finally recognizing hippies as people. I'm not into it. (laughs) A legal case related to the hippos found Columbia suggesting that the hippos be killed, which are referred to as a cull. C U L L. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Hmm. However, a ruling was made saying the remaining hippos be considered as people. This means Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos would be the first non-humans to be legally considered humans. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, there, 
there might be words, but I have none. I can't right. think of it. So, <laughs> so listeners, uh, <laughs> our, our cocaine hippos, um, do your own research on this story. <laughs> yes, do your own research. Exactly. <laughs> this is one of those things where you should do your own research. Yeah. That's just interesting. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> uh, a woman claims strawberry Pop-Tarts does not have enough strawberries and sues them for $5 million. Wow. <laughs> so if that's the case, why not sue them for the whole goddamn flavor? Like all the flavors. I don't know how many flavors there really are, but certainly if there's not enough strawberry in the strawberry Pop-Tarts, there's got to be not enough apple or cinnamon in the apple cinnamon ones or blueberries in the blueberry ones. I did do a little research on this one after you sent it to me earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. And what she's actually saying is like the blueberry Pop-Tarts. It's so hard for uh, me not to say pop farts, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime I actually say it in real life, I say pop farts because Cause, cause I it's think hilarious. it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the blueberry ones say naturally and artificially flavored or natural and artificial ingredients and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But apparently sure. the strawberry ones didn't. And that was oh. a problem. And most of the fruit in it is actually pears and grapes and apples and stuff like that. There's hardly oh, any strawberries. Oh, really? Okay. But I did not know that. Here's my issue. You're eating fucking pop tarts, man. Yeah. Why, like, like how do you really care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How interested in what's in it are you? Seriously. You can't uh, yeah. be that interested. I mean, yeah. If you read the ingredients and your and your takeaway is uh, there's just not enough strawberries in this. Like, that's insane. Because that is insane. Yeah. they are actually made of trash. Like, first ingredient is trash. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's literally like natural trash. trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. also naturally and artificially I, flavored yeah. trash. Where did five million dollars come from? How can that be the ask? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm pretty frustrated about there's none with strawberries. That equals five million dollars. No, isn't yeah. it just a minor annoyance? Yeah, did they have a reverse? allergy to strawberries <laughs> like were they trying to commit strawberry yeah. suicide and and, it didn't work, you know? and strawberry so they, suicide. they quit their job <laughs> sold their car <laughs> left their family and they were all gonna do it and then it didn't work out is that i mean yeah how, that's, how could you sue someone for that <laughs> the, these are all valid questions you know what i would do if i was the pop tarts company what? i would uh, just give her 20 bucks sorry yeah you know Here, like go this buy is what we do some strawberry pop tarts <laughs> yeah yeah go buy some strawberries make your own pop tarts i do got to say though in the junk food mm -hmm. uh in the junk food hierarchy or whatever you want to call it uh i would have to say <laughs> hierarchy that's what i call it <laughs> king a, pop tart junk junk food hierarchy i would say that pop tarts uh, rank up there like of stuff that i don't eat but that i do miss yeah, like you know being like careless yeah i mean pop tarts were damn good especially those brown sugar cinnamon that's ones. my favorite one Ugh. brown sugar that you know i used to put yep. butter on them too yeah yeah Just because no, there wasn't was delicious fat in but, it <laughs> well i think there's a lawsuit coming on yeah. i had to add my own goddamn butter <laughs> to these things
not enough fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you How much is sure that worth? I don't know. Five hours. mil, probably. That seems to be the going rate <laughs> for Pop Tart disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, Pop Tart disappointment. So there's strawberry suicide and Pop Tart disappointment. I like. I love it. That's our takeaway. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Pop Tarts kind of have like this crust that yeah. sort of is biscuity. Yeah. Maybe like a limp oh, biscuit. God. <laughs> yeah. Welcome but to they, the Limp Biscuit Kanye West bullshit show. Yes. That's the all Kanye we talk West about. Kanye West bullshit show. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. So Limp Biscuit dropped an album yesterday on Halloween. And what wow. do we think about that? What do we think about that, Eric? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either, but it's there. It's called Limbiscuit Still Suck. Actually, okay. Huh. This has to be, this is something. The headline of the article says Limbiscuit releases a new album called Everything Sucks, which was a descendants album in 96. But yeah. then in the article it says sweet, real that, big that it's fish called song. Oh, is it really? I didn't know it was a real yeah. big fish song. But then it says in the article, it's called still sucks. Yeah, I saw that too. So it's either everything sucks or it still sucks. So I'm going to go know. with everything still sucks. Just, <laughs> just combine them. <laughs> God, yeah, there you go. That's what they should do at yeah. this point, honestly. But yeah. that is, uh, you know, that's not as non-interesting as Marilyn Manson leading a prayer circle with Kanye mm-hmm. West and Justin Bieber in a white yeah. suit. <laughs> I saw they I held saw a the special pictures. Sunday yeah. service. Yeah, they're wearing like special like white suits. I feel like it, they're fi- they're figuring it, out the only way to rebel is to be a really devout almost cult level Christian. That's the only yeah, way to be edgy. That's what it seems like right now. That's what it seems like. It's Yeah. What what in the world? So basically, we now know that Kanye West, Marilyn Manson, and Justin Bieber, I'm sorry, regardless of what you think about their music, are just freaking just, at this point, people who I really want nothing to do with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not that I've ever hung out with any yeah. of them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Let's they just all say just... It, ugh, say it the way it is. They're a bunch birds. of dang goonie birds. Goonie birds. <laughs> Oh, I love the Goonies, though. That's such a great movie. I don't know if I want to associate a movie, one of my favorite movies from childhood, with any of these people. I mean, Goonie Birds is okay. It, it, yeah, yeah. We could call good, Pablo Eric. Escobar's Cocaine oh, Hippos. Cocaine Hippos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cocaine Hippies. They're Cocaine Hippies. Oh, they might be. They That's are covered what they in are. That's why they're wearing white robes. So you yeah, white robes. All the coke all over them. Anyway, I can't, I can't spend any more of my life trying to figure out what's going on with Marilyn Manson no, I, I, or Kanye West. I can't spend any more of my life figuring out what's going on with anything, but yeah, that's definitely at the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, that's that's up there, including Limp Biscuit putting on a new album. What's up with that? You know, I don't know. I've never heard their other records, so yeah, I don't know well, if it'll be different or better or worse. And yeah, I mean, I at know. this point, Eric, I mean. Yeah, if you weren't into Limp Biscuit in 98 when you were, well, you weren't 16 at that time, but me, I was 16 at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if you weren't into Limp Biscuit around that time, maybe, maybe you wouldn't get, I guess maybe in your 40s, you could get into Limp Biscuit. It would be interesting. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could get into chain wallets too. I don't know. If chain gonna... wallets. What about uh, Janko jeans? You know, I feel like the, the big pants phase sort of sucked for bigger people. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> people, my friends would be like, I went to farm and fleet and I got these jeans and they're size 42s. And I'm like, well, I wear size 42. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's a good point. And I was like, and they don't fit cool like your pants do. But yeah, no. It's yeah. like, that's interesting because I had to get a size 50. <laughs> dick. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> not you. Not you. Not you. Eric. Oh, I was like, oh, man. I am not a- you. No, no. I was talking about I was responding to your. I see. Yeah. But yeah. Friend. So I. Um, well, you're imagining that bought a 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You, you, you know, actually, you and I both, it was an imaginary so can... friend, though, which is the yeah, weirdest yeah, yeah. part. My imaginary friend was really cool in high school. Sure. Yeah. Like, imaginary. Friends my didn't... real friends liked him better than me he would get invited to parties and and he was a really good skater um and he did really well in school somehow (laughs) had a lot of money and was popular um he didn't share any with you no he was he was Mm -hmm. like kind of mean to me Mm -hmm. but when i moved away to college he stayed so he still lives at my parents house so he's you know Mm. Still, you go by and say hi to him once in a while. Yeah, when I visit. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds really good, Eric. Uh, sounds like a sounds like a fun time. How about we go to the reviews at this point? Oh yeah, that sounds perfect. That sound good. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go into uh, let's see. You're first up, right, Eric? Yeah. So after Halloween comes and goes, I. I get a little down. I like Halloween. Yeah, I, it, the world is on my level for, you know, a month, month and a half, skeletons everywhere, horror movies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, I get a little down because I'm like, great. Now we just have Christmas to look forward to. So now it's a return to, um, you know, sad, depressing music um, on my part anyway. So I hope you enjoyed the summer and the super fun picks <laughs> that <laughs> I made during that time because it's all going to collapse now. The name of this band is Aramit. The name of the record is Bearer of Many Names. came out this year, 2021. I don't know where I saw it. One of my very metal friends on Instagram posted it. It might have been Nightmare Imagery or Grim Tooth's Very Metal Things. Or my friend Ben's page, Brain Smasher is his name on there. Um, and it looked cool. And I listened to a couple seconds of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is rad. And I sent it off to Dan. And then I listened to it. It is excruciatingly slow. Like, this is an hour long and there's three songs. So yes. that should give you an idea of how long the songs are. With that being said, I wouldn't say this falls into any single category. And I would say that they blend a lot of different styles really well together. And when you have 20 to 30 minutes per song, you have some space to do that. But it's not like it's just cut and dry. Here's the the black metal part, or here's the death metal part, or here's the stoner metal part. Like they really mix everything together really well. But yeah, so it's sort of a, I don't know, blackened death stoner doom 
kind of thing. There's a lot going on. I would say for me, the doom element of, of it is what courses through the entire thing. But that fuzzy stoner sludge is really prevalent too, especially in the guitar tones and the bass tones. The distortions remind me a lot of um, a seethe. Uh, like it's almost... It's almost like a, a clipping bias sort of fuzz. Like it's that fuzzy. It sounds like an amplifier slowly burning up for um, the guitar tone. Everything else is really uh, cool. The drums uh, go a lot of different places. Very straight stoner stuff, but then also some pretty fast stuff at times. Marching beats come in. I don't know. A lot of different things happen, but yeah. Throughout the songs, there's a lot of changes in the the tone of the song, the atmosphere of the song, uh, the musical styles, and the vocal styles. There's a lot of like a black metal uh, screech sort of thing, but then very guttural death metal vocals at times too. I would say that if you're into any of that kind of stuff, uh, especially like sleep, really it came off to me sort of like sleep and conate got together. Um, or like, I hate God and like, like Sun O got together, you know, like just really heavy and slow, but also pretty atmospheric and, um, kind of storytelling ish, pretty immersive, if that makes any sense with all of the, the records that we're going to review today, they're all sort of out of my wheelhouse a little bit. And so I don't have a lot to compare this to, but yeah, it's like just right there. It's all those things mixed and smashed into one long, heavy, brutal ass thing. And I really enjoyed it. Um, but give yourself some time. You know, don't, this isn't something to get ready for work to, you know, <laughs> you're not going to listen to this before going out on Friday night. No, like give yourself some time, read to it. I don't know, watch your screensaver to it i have no idea but give yourself some mental space to to spend time in this record yeah what'd you think dan yeah that's exactly everything you just said including uh most notably what you just said at the end there to give yourself some mental space to really kind of absorb this record and what exactly is going on i think for any record that's like this when yeah three tracks the first track is 29 minutes long i mean that's longer than some albums mm -hmm. and uh then the other i think the last two are both like 18 minutes mm -hmm. and so that equals almost an hour of music within these three songs and uh yes it's something that definitely takes some time to get into but like you said eric um yeah it's definitely not completely definitive in terms of genre there there is a lot of stuff going on although i do think that it it would be placed in basically the um yeah stoner metal or doom metal maybe atmospheric metal um sort of uh sort of category mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's it's really it's really an interesting um listen uh, I mean, it starts off with ambient sounds for probably, I don't know, five minutes or something like that. It almost reminds me of like what, dungeon? what's that? A while. Yeah. Yeah. A while. Um, 
almost reminds me of Dungeon Synth a little bit or something, but um, kind of almost reminds me of that before just going almost full on black metal mm-hmm. for, I don't know, a couple minutes, maybe longer than that. I don't even remember, but I just remember thinking, okay, so maybe this is going to be a black metal record. And then yeah. like you said, it slowed down to like, it was probably the slowest transition I've ever heard. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the most extreme example of a transition from fast to slow I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Ne- next thing you know, it's just like grinding and riffy. And mm-hmm. it really puts me in mind of, it's just heavy as hell. Really puts me in mind of like electric wizard or neurosis mm-hmm. at times. Sure. The black metal parts, I would say something like Dark Throne maybe, but definitely like neurosis, especially mm-hmm. because most of the vocals are, as you said, the screechy sort of mm-hmm. black metal high pitched vocals. But then I don't know if it's the same vocalist. I'm assuming it's a different vocalist that comes in with the guttural deep. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I know they're a quartet, so it's very possible. Yeah, it might be the same person. So that transition between those two mm-hmm. vo- voices really—that's what really brings out the neurosis. It's really terrifying in a it's way. Extremely, like it's extremely. It's like sixteen minutes into the first track, and like they just drop into this death metal vocal, and it's yeah, it's it, really effective. It like, kind of comes, it comes off. And I feel like the only other band that I've heard ever kind of do that in that way is neurosis. Mm-hmm. Like I remember particularly on the song locust star. I don't know if you're familiar with neurosis mm-hmm. at all, but um, that's what this really reminded me of. If you like electric wizard neurosis, um, if you like, like you said, Kanate. Uh, I can definitely hear that. I can definitely hear the sleep in the sun uh, for sure. If you like all of that stuff and maybe just a touch of black metal, like dark throne or even something like, uh, like the atmos- the more atmospheric black metal, like wolves in the throne room or mm-hmm. something like that. I think you, you'll, you'll love this record. And I will say that like you just said, Eric, this is definitely sort of out of my wheelhouse as well. Uh, that being said, though, I really enjoyed listening to it. It just was a very, very tough listen to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not spo- something like this is not supposed to be easy to listen to. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> one of those things where it's like the harder you try to listen to it, the the less you're probably going to like it. Exactly. The exactly. more you just let it wash over you and you immerse yourself in it the more of an, uh, uh, an enjoyable experience it'll be, I think. Exactly. The riffs are absolutely incredible. And mm-hmm. the parts that are like really ambient are really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, when it kind of goes away from like the, the distortion and stuff, uh, spe- mm-hmm. like the intro, the first like five or six minutes is absolutely incredible. I thought it was going to be a dungeon synth record. Like oh, when yeah. I first heard it, uh, that's mm-hmm. what I thought it was going to be, but it definitely turned out to be many more things, <laughs> many yeah, more things for sure. So that brings me to my pick, uh, which is from this group called wheelchair sports camp. Now I kind of confused Eric because I actually changed my pick. Originally I was going to have him listen to uh, their Alice in Wonderland original theater soundtrack. 
I just kind of think that this record, which is called No Big Deal, is a better introduction to wheelchair sports camp because it's super cool. The Alice in Wonderland thing is super cool, but this is kind of like one of their, I guess, straight up records that you can mm-hmm. say like, this is uh their, as far as I know, I, I think this is their only full length, but I do believe they may have a lot of uh, mixtapes and stuff like that on band mm-hmm. camp. But mm-hmm. anyway, what wheelchair sports camp is, it's a, uh, uh, primarily a rap group who were signed to Sage Francis's um, label. And it actually was kind of a subsidiary of his label, uh, Strange Famous. Uh, And it was a digital label called SF Digi. So Mm -hmm. Strange Famous Digital. Mm -hmm. Um, The group features uh, the wheelchair bound rapper Kayleen, as well as uh, Joshua Trinidad and, uh, on trumpet and then Greg Ziemba. I could be saying that wrong on drums. Uh, Kaylin also produces the beats. Mm. And uh, when they play live, they include uh, live instrumentation over top of the beats. And I actually saw them live and actually met Kaylin and mm. uh, both Josh and um, Greg. Uh, if that was them, I actually don't mm-hmm. know if they might've had different musicians on that tour, but I actually saw them in Iowa city um, a couple of years ago. Uh, They played a show and I don't even remember what the name of the place was. It was some bar in Iowa city Hmm. uh, that I don't think they normally have shows at, but anyway, I can tell you that it was one of the most inspirational things I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, it, It was a fantastic live performance having worked with people who have disabilities and obviously in society, there's, I think it's getting better in a lot of ways, but, you know, kind of using that as a way to discourage people who have disabilities from following their dreams. It was super great and inspiring to see somebody like Kaylin just totally um, knocking down all barriers and just doing it, you know, touring in a, in a hip hop group and being a rapper. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just absolutely fantastic. But besides all of that, um, the music is just great. In my opinion, I think it's really fun. There's a jazzy element to it. You can definitely hear the, um, the sort of R and B influence for sure. I think Kalen, I think they just wear that on their sleeve actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's just, uh, I think it's one of the most sincere things I've ever heard. Uh, Kayleen always kind of touches on her, on her condition Mm -hmm. um, in the lyrics, but in a way where she, I I feel like she makes it very clear to the listener that she's not going to let that stop her from doing anything. Mm -hmm. And that's just absolutely fantastic. Um, It really reminds me of, kind of like old school rap um but also very updated and i don't know if i've actually really heard this approach to hip-hop done this way before i mean you could say like okay the roots they're like a full band you know Mm -hmm. uh but i feel like they have a little bit more of a conventional approach to hip-hop although they've done some things that are really out of left field as well. I feel like there's a, 
kind of maybe a lot going on here that's not just limited to hip hop like musically when you hear the when you hear the instrumentation but at the heart of it i think it is totally a a rap record um and when i talked to kayleen me and my friend travis Mm -hmm. uh were at this show when we talked to her we asked her because we were just curious uh who her favorite rapper was or who inspired her to rap Mm -hmm. and uh this totally makes sense to me i'll tell you this right off the bat she said her favorite rapper was left eye from tlc Hmm. yeah and to me that totally makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. i would say that if you're a fan of tlc particularly the parts where left eye raps um i would also say the roots and i would also say some things like maybe tribe day law outcast stuff like that Mm -hmm. i think that you um you will definitely find something that you enjoy here. I will say Kaylin's voice is um, definitely not uh, typical of rappers, mm-hmm. but I love that because that just, to me, that just breaks down barriers even more because again, I could, and I don't know what her experience was in getting involved in rap or anything like that, but I could totally see some people trying to discourage her like oh you don't sound like a rapper you know what i mean and i just think Mm -hmm. it's totally awesome that this project exists um so yeah what what did you think eric yeah i really liked it and i um i didn't actually look into the band themselves until today even though i had listened to this last week and so everything about the band that i learned is really cool Mm -hmm. but i didn't really think about that when I was like figuring out what I wanted to say about it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting to come back to it and sort of reevaluate it, knowing the whole story and everything. So at first, like, and I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm just kind of giving listeners a heads up. It sort of reminded me of like MC Chris, because Mm -hmm. Mm. I thought that the voice was, pitch shifted i really did and i'm not saying that that to be mean i just i've heard other people sound like that when they rap you know Mm -hmm. and so that's what i figured was happening so it was really cool to find out that that isn't what's happening that this is this person's real voice and it's because they're diminutive they're just over three feet tall so yeah it makes sense that this would be the voice that comes out of them. And it's a really, it's a really just strong voice the whole way through, which is why I didn't think anything of it. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, as far as musically, I had a lot of fun listening to it. Um, It was really funny. Uh, Lyrically, I I like the attitude. It's Mm -hmm. like, and even before I knew um, the story, I could tell that this was a person that, didn't really think of things as punching up or punching down or feeling sorry for themselves, even though there was something happening that other people were sort of trying to make them feel limited about, you know, right. and all that came through. I guess I did uh, assume that they, that the singer was in a wheelchair because the cover art had that. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's really fun, really interesting musically. The one thing that really came across to me was the combination of 
live music and samples and the construction in a digital way. Like you can tell some things are recorded live and uh, like a take, like they said, okay, you have to play a trumpet solo or something. Yeah. But a lot of stuff is chopped up. Even live instruments are, are sampled and chopped up. And what I came away from it with mostly was that this reminded me of New Orleans bounce. Like there, there's a lot of upright bass. Whoever played the upright bass is killer on it. Mm-hmm. But there's a, t- it's like basically brass band instrumentation. And so that it's funny because I think they're from Denver. Yeah, they are from Denver. And I so, forgot to include that. But if, the, if someone would have said this is New Orleans uh, bounce, I would have been like, well, yeah, obviously it is. Um, so I would say if you're into any of the New Orleans bounce stuff, Big Frida or even like the um, jazzier side of it, like trombone shorty and things like that, I think that comes through in the music a lot. So I think that's a really cool thing. Um, it is old school uh, with just the construction of things, the delivery, the rapping style. Um, I really loved the uh, boys in the hood nod in the song scooter pack. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm, it, yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure beep, I did. Bump, beep, beep, bump. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It was just like Boys in the Hood. Okay, but you know what's funny (laughs) is that I actually did not realize that until you just pointed it out. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. That's that you're 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 referring to the easy E song Boys in the Hood, right? right? Yeah, like the beat to that. Okay, I did yeah, I did not realize that until you pointed that out. Yeah, because I think the beat is similar, so they must have been like, you know what, let's just throw on the boys in the hood sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great album, super uplifting, super fun super accessible um and i think we talk about hip-hop on here a lot and sometimes i mean most of the times i usually try to make it a point by saying okay this is super violent or this is super this or that or whatever so watch out this isn't like that at all no it's like no you're just gonna really enjoy it um and i think yeah my favorite lyric on it was um they say you talk too much. Well, I say you walk. Yeah, too I say much. you walk too much. Yes, I thought it was great. pretty smart. So, so great. Um, yeah, it was super fun. So I would say give it a shot because there's no way you're not going to have a good time listening to it. So I also have to say good on Sage Francis for giving, uh, you know, Kayleen this platform through his label. Like that's that I think that says a lot about Mm -hmm. you know somebody like sage oh yeah it sounds like to me that if you and i mean and you have seen them perform that if you Mm -hmm. saw this there's no way you wouldn't want to be supportive or think that it no that's working super hard to make this a reality and absolutely harder than just about anyone else probably in their own way you know yeah so i mean it's it's they're definitely absolutely incredible yeah um okay so that brings us to the local or i guess in this case we'll say localish release this week and the, i love black localish <laughs> I, I prefer the strawberry but there's yeah. not enough strawberry yeah uh, sue them five uh, mil yeah so uh so this is from a band called solar flare sunset the name of the record is patchwork fantasy now just to give a little bit of uh history so the singer and guitar player Ethan Everett 
And then the bass player, Cole Mandel, both played in a band called Almost Perfect. And they were from Louisa Muscatine, mm-hmm. um, that area. Uh, and that band played right after my old band, Disgruntled Noise Box, at the Great River Days Battle of the Bands. Almost Perfect. Uh, and they were just literally like high school kids, I think, mm-hmm. at that point. Or maybe they were just out of high school. They blew me away with their musicianship. I got to say that every single member of that group uh, were playing the in, their instruments way better than I probably ever have, honestly. But <laughs> particularly when I was 15 years old, I mean... I, it, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, they've relocated to Denver, Colorado. They formed this new band called Solar Flare Sunset, which I actually think was formed here, actually, before they moved. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong about that. Basically, what this is, is just really catchy, I would say, rock tunes, like alternative rock a lot of it reminds me of late nineties alternative rock. Um, some of it I could, it is, I could actually hear on the radio. I mean, just, just to, you know, be perfectly honest, which is not a bad thing. Um, the production is uh, really, really good. I think, I mean, it's definitely uh, clear sounding. You can hear the guitars, you can hear, the bass and the drum, you can definitely tell they're a tight band. At times they kind of go into ballad territory and you'll hear things like piano. And I'm not sure if that's being played by them, though I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I would say the reference points that I would maybe compare them to would be like, I don't know, like the Foo Fighters, Soul Mm -hmm. Asylum, Uh, I would say, you know, maybe even the toadies a little bit, maybe a little bit of Nirvana. Um, But I would also say uh, a healthy respect paid to classic rock. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they do a Black Sabbath cover. They do a cover of War Pigs on here, and it's a really good cover as well. Uh, There is a lot of range in terms of like sort of the songwriting. They do a lot of tempo changes and things like that. But it's not anything like too wild or too too crazy however they do embrace solos like ethan's always been a really great guitar player uh there is a lot of soloing that kind of goes on there's even a little bit of maybe something like uh like funk or even reggae influence thrown in like particularly at the end of the song green Mm -hmm. where they go into this sort of like i would almost say it's a reggae inspired jam I wouldn't call it a reggae straight up, but I would say it definitely has elements of that. And it's, it's sort of jammy. Um, and it completely changes from the rest of the song. I do think that that kind of stuff is um, very impressive. I mean, I think that they, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I think it's done really well. Like this is a record done by guys who are basically, I think they're just, making the music they want to make. At least that's kind of what I get from it. I was trying to figure out Ethan's voice in particular reminded me of somebody. And I was trying to think, uh, you know, gosh, who is this? Who, who does this remind me of? Hmm. And then I kind of narrowed, narrowed it down. And I want to give kind of a, uh, 
a disclaimer that they do not sound like either of these bands, but, but the singers of these bands are kind of what Ethan's voice reminds me of. And that is like a combination of Thurston Moore and Jay Maskus in a way, mm. like his voice. I wouldn't say that they, they may sound a little bit like later era dinosaur junior in times at times, but definitely uh, I would not compare them to Sonic youth in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really good songwriting, really good rock and roll. And if you're into that kind of thing, this is exactly what I think you're looking for. Uh, they're really, really cool guys. And I love the fact that they're doing it. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, I really do like this, uh, this record and band. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Eric? Yeah. So like I told you before we started, um, this is very much out of my wheelhouse. Um, sure. And I don't, to the point that I don't even actually know other bands that sound like it. Um, I, again, like you said, I had Foo Fighters, um, uh, Soundgarden a little bit. Sure. Just because of um, the rock element of it. But yeah, a lot of it um, sounded like stuff that I'm not familiar with, but I know a lot of people are super familiar with. And it was more of like maybe stuff I've heard on like Rock 108. I would not be surprised if I heard this on the radio. Like you said, it's it's right. really good songs, really nice playing throughout too, like really tight. Um mm-hmm. It's funny though, because I do hear other things too. I think that um, the, what you said about classic rock, I was hearing sort of a Maiden slash Thin Lizzy influence on the guitars with the twin guitar sound. Sure. Like, they do that a lot. And they I do. think that's cool. I always like that sound. People soloing, who else? The Scorpions do that a lot. Um, sure. Judas Priest. Priest, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think Thin Lizzy started sort of started that and um the music is a little closer to what thin lizzy does than those other kind of heavy metal groups i could see Um, that and i thought the bass player uh you know they're a bass player after my own heart like i love playing bass and the reason is it's because you don't have to follow necessarily the root notes you don't have to necessarily follow the rhythm you can play along with the vocal melody if you feel like it you can play along with the guitar melody, if you feel like it. And the bass player definitely is working their way around um, the songs just to serve the song, to make it more interesting. Um, Yeah. And so I don't know though, I, you know, when you said the toadies uh, I had actually had a similar thought and toadies are one of my favorite bands. They're very problematic. Um, I can't get behind all the, feelings and ideas that come across in the songs but as far as musically and melodically they are one of my favorites and i definitely feel like there were moments in this record that had sort of the same kind of um jump to it you know like a little yes upbeat element to it and i don't mean like happy i mean just like a little bit of a pop it just has a jump to it and um and i thought that was great i do think there's a lot of different instrumentation and uh all of it's done really well. So yeah, I think it's a really cool record. I'm glad that um, they reached out because I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I wouldn't have come across this on my own. Um, right. I, ju- I just wouldn't have. And so 
um, it was nice to be able to hear that. So yeah, sure. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, one other thing that uh, I wanted to say about this record too, is that I think I know that we kind of both have sort of said, you know, okay, this sounds like radio rock at times and whatnot, but I will say that this is actually a hell of a lot better than a lot of the stuff I hear on the radio, yeah, even for sure. Like, I mean, a hell of a lot better. Like, I think, I think the songs are really good. And this is also having kind of heard Cole and Ethan's progression mm -hmm. uh, and evolution from when they were in almost perfect to like this band, this is probably the best I've ever heard them play. And that I've ever heard them write songs. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think this is really, really good. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that, Eric. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is, uh, brings us to the scene report and shows coming up. Is there anything yeah. cool happening? Um, it's a pretty light week. You know, I think that most everyone put their shows kind of put their eggs in one basket, you know, around Halloween. And that's mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Shouldn't I they only... be doing that on Easter instead though? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Man, okay. we need an Easter horror movie. <laughs> I don't know if there is. Well, one. what about that rabbit and Donnie Darko? Yeah. Oh man. I really like Donnie Darko. Oh I, God, me too. It's such I a mean, great movie. I liked it when it came out. And every time I've seen it since, I like it more, but in different ways. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and I guess that the the third segment of the Twilight Zone, the movie there's kind mm -hmm. of a scary rabbit that comes out of a hat oh. mm, yeah i saw that a long time ago but i don't yeah, remember it's it. pretty scary but yeah that's the rabbit report that's all. <laughs> seriously though there's hardly anything happening but the stuff that is happening is pretty rad so friday the fifth radkey the many colored death and road soda are okay. performing at the Raccoon Motel in Davenport. And also, I'm only going to mention this because I don't know of very many horror rap shows that come to town. So I'm not sure if these support acts are um, local or not. Uh, but this is happening uh, also Friday the 5th at the Octopus in Cedar Falls. Carnage the Executioner. Hmm. It looks pretty cool. It's also with Des Des Damons, Antifo, Sterling Banks, and Luke McKenzie. Like mm. I said, I don't know those people, but um, Carnage the Executioner looks kind of cool. So I don't know if you're in Cedar Falls Friday night, might as well go to that. Yeah, might as well. Um, Saturday the sixth, we have uh, Sex Funeral. That's um. Uh, a band with Bob Bucko Jr. in it. Mm -hmm. That's happening at the Fremont in Des Moines. And then, honestly, I don't have anything else until the 10th, which is a Wednesday. Um, okay. But that's it's going to be sick. It's uh, Prevention, uh, Dryad, uh, PSYOP. Uh, that's going to be happening at Wild Culture Kombucha in Iowa City. Oh, so, cool, cool. I know, right? I'm going to totally go to that. I really awesome. want to. Yeah. I said that about um, last week's show, John Mueller and um, uh -huh. Claire Nunez. I was totally going to go to that. Yeah. Um, 
it was really sad. I think um, it was one of those moments in your life that you you just have to accept things as they are. Um, I was actually in bed before the show even started. <laughs> I, you, dude, it sucked. You're, 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 you're talking to a master of saying, okay, I think I'm going to try and come to this show. Yeah. And then I never do. You already know that. You yeah. know that about me. I do. <laughs> like, And it's but not, <laughs> I don't do it because I don't want to go to these shows. You know? Right. Yes, yeah. because of things like that, because of adult situations. <laughs> like well, that's why I can't watch certain movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm just like one of three things are probably happening by the time a show has started. Number one, like you, I'm sleeping. Number two, uh, some family member or something decided to just randomly visit me, <laughs> or you know something like that. Or number three, I'm watching Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah. There's, Three things. One of three things. That's all it is. Yeah. God. You're just way in, too into Looney Tunes. <laughs> Dude, Looney Tunes has consumed my life. I don't um, even know what to do anymore. I just found a an Instagram page for you then. Um, it is called Looney Tunes Backgrounds. It's amazing. Oh, my God. All it I is is like the paintings out. from the backgrounds. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it's super sick. I watch another one that's really uh, similar to that called Scooby Scapes, and it's the backgrounds of <laughs> Scooby-Doo cartoons. They're like uh, liminal spaces, sort of, but they're paintings. It's really good stuff. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I've been following this Instagram page lately, uh, Milo the Cat. You ever heard of this one? Mm, no. Mm -mm. So it's, I don't know why it's called Milo the Cat, because originally it when you see like the photo, it looks like it's going to be like a cat's page. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like somebody got a pet and they decided to start their own Instagram, like for their cat, Milo. Mm -hmm. My sister's actually done that. Um, yeah. Her cat is all over Instagram. Uh, but uh, anyway, no, what it is, is this guy takes 30 seconds segments of like 80s cartoons, 90s cartoons, Muppet shows, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And then they mash it with rappers. Oh, like a rap songs. So, for example, one of my favorite ones on the entire station, it's like a little clip off of uh, DuckTales. Mm -hmm. And they mesh it with like Notorious B.I.G. And so, like, right. they'll be like Uncle Scrooge as Notorious B.I.G. rapping. <laughs> There's so many good ones. There's also another one. You know who Big L was? No. Big L was a, a rapper and he was very, very, he died, but he was very um, vulgar, like hmm. extremely crazy. And there's one with Yogi Bear as Big L. <laughs> Great. Anyway, sorry. I, uh, when I, I get started on this. No, that's okay. No, seriously. I actually, I showed Jeff, the drummer of my band, like 10 of them. He had to tell me to just stop. <laughs> like because he because i was seriously going to keep going if he wasn't going to it's like seriously like they they need to take the phone away from me at that point like a kid who you know <laughs> has been watching mtv too long or something they need to set a timer for you yeah set a timer and yeah. then they need to send me to the corner if like yeah you know, like i'm misbehaving when i'm showing dang send you to the coroner that seems like a really <laughs> the harsh, oh, harsh response <laughs> Oh, geez. Anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say also, even though we will be 
on the Thursday after this, obviously, the 11th. Um, I wanted to say that there is a cool show on the 11th so that people could actually get their tickets too. So it's a, I believe, a Feed Me Weird Things show. Maybe not. Ton Nguyen uh, is performing and also Death Bag, which is Gabby Vanek and Chris Wersema. And it's oh. a tape release for them. And that's at Trumpet Blossom. So cool. um, I know that they've been doing mostly limited shows and the Closet Witch one actually did sell out. So mm. I would say get your ticket for that. So I didn't want to drop that on our listeners, you know, the day of, because it might be. Sure. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So check that show out too. Get so. it all ahead of time. Yeah. Your, uh, your face still looks like it's uh, exploding on my screen. Jesus Christ. What did you just say? <laughs> your face. It looks like it, it, it it's exploding. Like, you know, that that suit with that big light. Oh, my it. zoom. Uh, yeah, your zoom picture. picture. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just checking on you. I wanted I to make like, sure you're okay. Over wow. There. It looks like yeah. my face is exploding. It uh, hasn't yeah, happened well, since I was a kid. Anyway, folks, thank <laughs> you for listening. And I would recommend, honestly, if you need any answers to anything, just watch Looney Tunes. It helps me. Yeah. 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 I, I like I like the old Looney Tunes. It's good. Yeah, definitely good. I saw I saw one another one in space. So, oh yeah. Yeah, they they go all over the place. Those roosters and those coyotes and yeah. bunnies. Gosh. They're always like everywhere. To live in a cartoon world. What a dream. I know. It would be so fantastic. And I don't know what cartoon I'd want to live in, honestly. Like, hmm. there's so many of them. Like, I don't know. The Simpsons seems like it would be interesting. Futurama seems like it'd be interesting. Well, I'm a bit of a brony, so I'm going to go with... Uh... My Little Pony, big time. Yeah, you're a brony for real. No, I okay. wish. Maybe I'll get into it though. It seems seems nice. But you really do like, uh, like, is My Little Pony really what you would pick, Eric? Or are you just, are you tricking me again? <laughs> I'm a trickster. Because I uh, need to know. I need to know. I need to know for real. What which cartoon, cartoon I would live before in. we before we end this episode? I need to which know one this. I would live in or yes, would like to visit. Yes. Because there's a difference. Okay. You know? Well, live in. Let's let's start uh, with live, live in. in. All right. I'm thinking of cartoons. Uh the little prince. Okay. Yeah. What about visit? Uh maybe like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty would be interesting. Yeah. I think for me, uh live in would be the turtles, the ninja turtles. Because mm-hmm. I would love to live in that sewer. Because their sewers look like more habitable than real life sewers like for real they do um and then uh i think to visit also the ninja turtles (laughs) (laughs) like honestly i want to visit the new york that's in the ninja turtles Mm. and i want to live there both of them you know yeah maybe the little prince is a little too boring to live in forever (laughs) Hmm. well yeah, maybe in, I'll go with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> in the New York Ninja Turtles, it's so crazy to think about how often they would have to repair the city because yeah, it's like every episode, like everything gets destroyed. Are there any cartoons where nothing really happens? Because that's where, what, where I would live. Hmm. 
It's just like boring. Uh, maybe like uh, the Smurfs. Yeah, the Smurfs seems like a nice little yeah. place. I mean, you have to deal with Gargamel sometimes. Yeah, but you know, you always escape. You know. Man, I wish Fraggle Rock was a cartoon. Fraggle like, Rock, yeah. They're hard. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Rock hard. You would live there. Rock hard. Yeah, I'd yeah. be balls deep in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> God, there's so many things that we've said in the last like 10 minutes that could be considered inappropriate. Considered. <laughs> yes, considered. It well, I guess I got to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Let's just say is. <laughs> is. I need no ises, doubt. Speaking of the ises, you remember the Max? The Max, yeah. Okay. All right. The ises, mm. those white things with the teeth. Yeah. I do sort of remember those. Yep, yep. I tried making one in art class. It didn't work out very well. Hmm. Did you use but, real teeth? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just knocked somebody's out. Because that could have helped, maybe. <laughs> Need to borrow this a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoink. You know, and that's funny, too, because art class is also where I discovered Big Black for the first time. Really? Mm -hmm. Somebody brought in... Uh, copy of songs about fucking wow who was that noah kester oh geez i mean <laughs> <laughs> just kidding oh i thought you said chuck i'm sorry yeah noah's great <laughs> no. <laughs> chuck Moore. like i think he's older than you isn't he <laughs> he's even older than your old ass yeah well no old. i mean no, i'm I old too don't don't get me wrong what i'm saying is though is that he is he would not be in your class yeah he would not be although in my he class. could have been there visiting like a girlfriend or something that... <laughs> 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 oh my gosh oh, shit god i do you want help editing <laughs> at all this week eric uh, oh no no <laughs> i'm leaving all of this in Fuck Chuck oh. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, you all have a good week. Yeah. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and then you'll be fucking sorry.